Hey guys, you are now listening to the Letter S podcast, raising awareness and comfort for children who lost a parent at a young age. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, it's Anina. And on today's episode of the Letter S, I'm going to be sharing my story, answering some of the questions that the people that I normally interview on this podcast decided to ask me. And I asked for you guys' questions also, so I'll be answering some of those also. This episode will look a little different because it's just me talking, um, but I hope you enjoy. Okay, so let's get right into it. First, I'm going to say a little bit about me, and then I'm going to answer some of questions. Um, As you all know by now, my name is Anina Jasper Brody. I live in Riverdale, New York. I'm 18 years old, and I'm a senior at SR High School. I'm planning on spending a year at Midrash at Harova next year, followed by... um, Followed by Stern College for Women, where I plan on majoring in education and becoming a teacher. My dad, David Jasper Rohde, passed away when I was eight years old due to cancer. And he had cancer when, before I was born. Um, and then cancer went away for 10 years. And then the cancer came back when I was in kindergarten. I have a twin brother. And so he was also in kindergarten. And then the cancer went away again after kindergarten for like a year. And there was a lot of health issues then also. And then it came back again when I was in first grade, end of first grade. And then he died when I was in second. So I was really young when my dad died. So like a lot of what I remember about him, about having a dad was unfortunately the parts where he was sick because although he got cancer when I was in kindergarten like I don't really remember anything before age four so I remember some stuff but mainly things that either I've heard or remembered from when he was sick um so that's a little bit about me and I love a lot of things. I love my friends. I love connections and I love Hasad. And I think that these things that I love, I really take took from my dad um, because these were like a lot of things that he loved also. So that's a little bit about me. Um, now I'm going to be answering some of your questions. Um, so these questions are either about like this podcast specifically, like this, the letter S, like why create the letter S and some of the questions are about, um, like me, my story. So first I'm going to answer the question about the podcast. There's like five or six or seven, and then I'm going to answer the questions about me and my story. Before I actually start, I just want to say thank you to everyone who sent in questions whether I asked you because I interviewed you and I wanted to hear what you wanted to ask me or if you asked me questions along the way or if you asked me questions via Instagram 
Um, thank you for making this episode happen. Okay, first question. What do I intend to do with this podcast? Do I see it going forward in the future? So, this is a really good first question and something that I actually recently have been giving a lot of thought into because originally I was just like, okay, like I'm going to make this podcast for my senior ex. I'll explain what senior ex is later for all of you that don't know. Um, and then I started getting like a lot of good feedback, like a lot of it by my family or friends or people who are older than me that like I went to school with, but like, I didn't really know who were like Instagramming me and being like, can I have this link to this podcast? Like a lot of good feedback. And I like, it's, it's amazing to see and it makes me want to create something out of this. Um, so right now, my intention for this podcast is for it to become this with these few interviews that I'm doing and mine. And then it's kind of like seeing like the reaction that it gets. Um, I've already had people tell me who unfortunately have lost a parent who aren't on this first round of interviews that they would definitely be interested in talking and seeing like if they want to be in the interview like interview too and I told them I said look like I'm really done with like the first like I I have the people I'm going to do for this but like if I if I be make this a bigger thing like I would love to interview you so yes like I do see it going forward in the future um look it's very easy to record a podcast editing is a little more difficult but in terms of like actually like sitting down with the person like it's very like logistically it's very easy to do um and if people want like I would definitely be open to continuing listening to the future um the next question is a really good question as well it's like what was my reaction when I did this podcast was it different than I expected and was it the same as I expected and then kind of the second question like the second part of this question is like do I think that it defined me because I'm someone that doesn't really want to be defined by my tragedy I think that my tragedy developed who I am which I'll get to later um but I think that I don't want to be like think thought of the girl as oh like that girl's dad died when she was young like that's not who I am I'm so much more than that yes like that is a huge thing that happened in my life but once again like I am so much more than that and maybe by me creating a podcast people will think of me more as oh that's the girl who di- whose dad died instead of something else that is not my goal but I'll get in I'll get to that later let me answer the first part of the question first what was different what do I think what did I expect what did I not expect about doing this podcast so actually I I knew that this was going to be a heavy topic but I didn't really know how heavy it would be which might sound like silly because like you know we're talking about death not only are we talking about death we're talking about death of a parent when we were all young um so obviously like it's gonna be heavy and I wasn't really expecting it to be so 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 heavy my first interview was in person um shout out to Joe he was the first one and then I did Rafi and then the rest were virtual but that night I did 
Joe Gross and Rafael Jasper would do the first night. And I kind of, like, wasn't really feeling it in the moment. And then when I got home, I listened to the podcast and I felt it. And I was like, wow, like, this is some heavy stuff. Like, this is heavy. And I didn't really think of any, like, anything else of it. And then I went to sleep or I tried to go to sleep and I could not sleep. And this is something that I did not expect. I did not expect that I would have trouble, like, living my life, you know, um, like, like going, like doing something as natural as it is for me to fall asleep. And I had a really hard time falling asleep the first night. And this, and then the day after, like, I just stayed in my pajamas all day. Cause I was like, I'm so like, this is a lot. So I was definitely like not expecting that. Um, but I think that it will get easier as it goes on. Not like easier, but like kind of just like as sad as it sounds like, more of a routine like this is hard stuff and like it's going to be hard stuff like obviously it's hard to talk about and hear and I think I wasn't expecting how hard it would be but now I'm kind of in the routine of editing recording talking about it a lot I kind of like this is what I expect but to answer the question it's not what I expected it's a lot harder than I expected but now I know what to expect and going forth with the with the rest of the podcasts I'll expect that um, and the second part to this question of do I think it defined me um, or do I think that I can be an individual person despite this podcast? I think it's a really, really interesting question and something that as I was younger and still today I struggle with being defined by my tragedy, being looked at as, oh, that's the girl whose dad passed away when she was eight or being looked at as, oh, that's the girl who loves like ruach and energy and color war and all this stuff and also her dad died there's two parts what she loves and what happened in her life versus just looking at her as that girl like i have so much pity for her and i knew that like this making this podcast was going to be a challenge because i knew that by posting this podcast by putting it out there like even by making an instagram page like i was gonna like make it much more like public and a lot of people know that like my dad passed away but like it's much more public now you know and for people that don't know me and just see this instagram i'll probably be known as the girl who did this you know but for people for my friends and like people that know me and people who are on this podcast that know me like like interviewing like that i've interviewed they know that this isn't all there is to me you know um so yeah that's how i would answer this question i i hope to be an individual person despite this project but i also hope that people know that i care and just because i don't want to be defined by my tragedy doesn't mean that i don't think about it every day and every second of my life like just because i don't want to be defined as the girl who lost her dad when i was eight doesn't mean that i don't think about how i lost my dad when i was eight every second of my life maybe every second's a bit of an over exaggeration but like i think about it a lot and i miss my dad a lot and yeah okay the next question how did i come up with the idea that i wanted to do this for my senior ex and why am i doing this so another great question um how did I come up with the idea? So I spoke about this a bit in the introduction episode, but for those who didn't listen to the introduction episode or listened to it a while ago, um, 
I had some ideas for what to do for my senior ex, and then I realized that they were a little unrealistic. Um, And then I was listening to a mental health podcast at home one day, and a few days prior, I was talking to someone about there are two different people about like this girl whose dad died during Corona and also someone else whose dad died young, like a younger age. And I realized that I actually really learned a lot from both of them. Um, different, different types of conversations that I had with them. Like one was about my mom's dating a guy who's great. Um, but like, it's very hard for me to let that into my life. Um, so I was talking to one kid about like how his mom got remarried, remarried. And then I was talking to this girl about whose dad like died two years ago. So it was different types of conversations, but I really like enjoyed talking about it. And I really found a community within it. And then when I was talking, when I was listening to this mental health podcast, I was like, I want to make a podcast out of kids who lost parents when they were young. And I really want to talk about it because like, this is something that I really am interested in and something that I really find comfort in. Um, So I think that's how I came up with my senior ex. And why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I understand the value of community. And when someone says to you, like, I understand exactly what you're going through, like, Unless that person, like, actually lost someone, it's such a, it's a nice comforting thing to say, I guess, but, like, personally, like, it really bothers me because unless that person, like, actually went through, this isn't against anyone, it's just, like, a fact, like, unless that person, like, actually, like, went through that loss, like, they don't really understand and they don't exa- understand what, exactly what you're going through because in reality, like, no one understand exactly what someone's going through because everyone, like, as I said multiple times on this, on this podcast, not this specific one, but the series, like, no one understands exactly what you're going through because each person deals with loss so differently. So saying, oh, I know exactly what you're going through, like, no, you don't. So I think that coming together with people who, like, all lost a parent when they were young, like, it creates a community that hasn't been created, that now has been created because of this podcast, and, like, for the people that who were, who were interviewed on the podcast, but even for people who are listening, who lost a parent or didn't lose a parent, like, it raises awareness, and it raises, like, a connection, it really does, like, I have felt very connected with the people I've interviewed in the past few weeks, like, a big connection that will, like, last my whole life. Um, so yeah, that's to answer why am I doing this for the connection? And I, the next question is, what's my goal? Like, do I have a goal? So I think that I said my goal in the next, in the past question, but my goal honestly is just to create a connection, as I said before. But more than that, it's to show to people, like, make it known to people that it's okay to talk about these things and you ha- you should talk about these things because obviously there are the stereotypes of like, oh, you're not going to whatever. Like, no, like you should talk about these things. These are things are very important to talk about. And these things are, if you don't talk about them, like that's just like not a great way to live your life because it's impossible to not think about them. And sometimes like, obviously like you're nervous to be judged, you're nervous to be looked at differently, but 
at the end of the day, like, you need to talk about these things because this is a huge thing. These, this is a huge, like, loss is huge, and loss when you're little is huge. And it just, like, it can't go without being sad. Um, yeah. So my goal is to make it, like, more, like, normal to talk about these things. So show that it's okay to talk about these things. And to create a connection with people. Yeah. Okay, so that concludes the section about the actual podcast. Um, now we're going to move on to the heavy stuff of me of like my story um some of the questions are the same questions that i've asked the people that i've been interviewing i asked them to pick one question that they that i asked them that they want me to answer and then they've asked me different questions also okay so the first question how much do i remember versus how much was i told it's a really, really interesting question because I said this in the beginning, but I was really little and a lot of my life, like a lot of my life with my dad was when he was sick. So my, my dad was like a big fan of like re- writing emails, like a big fan of writing emails, not, not as much talking, but more like writing emails, sharing what, how he was feeling, what was going on in his life. And after he died, my grandfather and my uncle made it into a book called David's Journey. And recently, I actually just started reading the book. I read it like a few years ago, but I'm reading it again. And it's really interesting because I remember... So there's this one time that like my dad took me to the American Girl store in New York City, kind of towards the end. And I remember that. But then it makes me wonder, like, how much do I remember through, like, pictures and, like, hearing, like, my family members talk about it versus, like, how much do I actually, actually remember? Um, so this is a really good question. I think that the big things I remember really well. Um, unfortunately, the big things for me were the bad things, meaning, like, when he died and when he went to hospice and when he he fell um one time my mom was trying to show him something on the computer this was like also towards the end and he got up and he fell i remember that like it was yesterday and then i hear story and so those are the things that i really really remember and that's like really sad that like i remember those things and then i remember like and then I, I, I kind of remember things once people tell me. Like, people, my dad was the biggest believer of family ever. Like, he loved his family. He, ha- he was one of four brothers. He, they were so, so close. And we're still so close with my dad's brothers. And he loved me and my twin brother he loved my mom and like those things i don't really remember like seeing day to day like obviously like he loved us but like then then i hear about it and like and then like i remember that you know my when i was like three years old my dad was like the biggest jets fan and when i was like three years old like my mom would go like to private practice in the morning because she's a psychologist and she would come back, and me and my brother and my dad would all be, like, dressed in our, like, jet gear. Like, when we were three. So, obviously, I don't remember that, but I remember hearing about it. 
Um, so yeah, it's a really good question. One that I can't fully answer because I don't really like, it's hard for me to distinguish what I really, really remember and what people tell me about, because I think those very much overlap. I think my, my memory is enlarged once people tell me about things. I'm like, oh yeah, I actually remember that. Um, yeah. Next question. How much do I remember about Shiva for my dad? So Shiva is right after the funeral. Um, for the week after the funeral, my dad died on Arav second days of Yontif, of second days of Pesach. And he died in hospice. And basically we like didn't do the funeral until after second days of Yontif because we wanted to have Shiva. So actually we couldn't have the funeral that day. Like there were just too many people that like, like weren't going to be able to get there. You know, my uncles, like, like we needed to like have Shiva also. So I remember that we all spent second days of Pesach at my house in Riverdale. Like everyone obviously opened up their houses for my family. We spent the seders with, with my dad in, in hospice. Um, which was traumatic and upsetting. And, um, I mean, like, my dad was, like, dying. And, yeah. But it was also, like, kind of beautiful because, like, during Hallel, during the Seder, like, my dad, like, was mouthing the words of Hallel. Like, he was dying and he was mouthing the words of Hallel. So now, obviously, I have a special connection to Hallel. But this is a side side note. What do I remember about Shiva? So I remember the funeral. And then I remember Shiva. I remember that... My grade, my school is so supportive and was so supportive at the time. So I remember my whole grade, like, came. Um, each day, like, different kids would come. And then, obviously, like, my friends would also come with their parents and whatever. And I remember, like, really, like, I really remember, like, the low chairs. Like, the, like, so when you're sitting Shiva, like, you sit on, like, low chairs because you can't sit on, like, think of, like, Tisha Bob, Like, you don't sit on the, your morning. So I really remember that. I don't remember a lot. I remember my friends coming and I remember like I did their nails. Because you know like when you're you're when you're when you're older, you obviously don't do your friends nails when you're saying Shiva. <clears throat> but I didn't really like understand like what Shiva was. And I didn't really understand like why were why was everyone at my house? Like at the crack of dawn also for davening. So I remember like kind of like planning activities for my friends, but I don't really remember like actually having like shiva like i don't like i remember my 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 family sitting shiva and i remember my mom sitting shiva but i don't really remember like me interacting with like adults at shiva um obviously i was eight years old so it was like a very different shiva experience than you might have now um but i remember my friends coming i remember actually like going outside during shiva which like you're not really supposed to do um and yeah that's what i remember about shiva i do not remember a lot i don't remember the logistics i'm i remember just like my friends being here and me kind of feeling like this is so weird like why are you like why aren't you guys in school also i was missing a week of school and i remember going back like kind of not really i don't really remember going back but i remember shiva ending and, like, kind of. Not really. I don't remember a lot about Shiva.
So the next question is, do I get frustrated with my friends sometimes when they just don't understand how I feel? So I want to start this question by saying that I love my friends. I really do. But also, it's impossible for them to know how I feel. As I said in the beginning, unless you go through something like this, you cannot possibly know how I feel. You just can't. And that's okay. And that's normal. Like, that, you're not expected to. Um, sometimes I feel that my friends are being a little, like, insensitive towards me. And I don't... I think... Like, again, it's a, it's a difficult balance because... I don't want to be looked at as that girl whose dad died, but I also don't want it to be, like, ignored. So I'll be sitting somewhere, and my friends will be like, oh, that's such a dad joke. And I'll be like, <laughs> and, like, I'll be, like, actually like very uncomfortable and being like, do you have to, like, do that near me? And sometimes my friends will be like, oh, like, my dad is so annoying. And that actually really gets to me because I'm just like, can you like please like I think losing my dad made me not take I know that losing my dad made me not take things for granted so when my friend will say something like that I'll be like at least you have a dad I won't say that out loud but I'll think it and I'll get like really upset and I might even walk away because that's just like so that frustrates me one time I was in camp and this girl was talking about visiting day and she's like oh I'm so annoyed because my mom's not coming and only my dad's coming and my dad's so annoying and this was after summer after eighth grade uh, summer after seventh grade and I remember thinking like at least you have a dad like can we not like you have a dad so please don't take that for granted because some people don't you know and yes I do get frustrated um I don't want to get frustrated all the time because I know they're not like oh Anita doesn't have a dad therefore we're gonna make her feel bad about it because my friends are great and I love them but sometimes I get frustrated and those moments are really hard for me okay the next question is do I think that I've become a more emotional person since the loss of my dad or less emotional definitely more emotional um I've always been like kind of an emotional person um I'm sensitive but also that might be because of losing my dad because I don't really like remember the ways the ways that I reacted to things before because I was so little. Um, like even like when I was in kindergarten, like my dad was six, so I don't really remember like like never like not really being sensitive. Um, I'm also like a very, very emotional person in general. Um, but I definitely think that is because I lost my dad at a young age. Um, yeah. I actually really like this question. Um, do I think that losing my dad affected my relationship with God? And if so, how? So I want to preface by saying that my dad had a really interesting relationship with God because my dad had cancer and my dad was kind of like, God hates me. Not He didn't think God hates him. He said, I'm mad at God because God gave me cancer but also at the same time like he had a weird relationship with God because like he still loved davening and he was davened every day three times a day so it was interesting because he was like I'm mad at God but also he loved God at the same time and when I was nine months old I had to get head surgery um my brain didn't have room to grow so 
he was his his relationship with God even then was like that was when he was cancer free um was like why would you do this to my daughter like a lot of like just like why are you doing this to my family to God I think that my relationship with God is stronger because of my dad passing away I think that in a way like although like God like took my dad from me I feel that God also gave my family a lot of support and I think that he did that on purpose like like he made people who would support my family and made it be that I'm an amazing person today and I'm like I'm great and I grew due to this tragedy but I'm not like dwelling in it and I'm not like sitting home all day 10 years later and crying every night because I miss my dad like obviously I really miss my dad but I'm still able to live like a good life due to my tragedy and I really think I have God to thank for that um and I always think about it and also my dad was like a big lover of 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 Hallel and like that's something that carried on to me like literally like when he was dying in hospice during the satyrs in 2012 my dad was saying the words of Hoss, of of hollow um so my relationship is definitely stronger because of the loss of my dad so the next question is do i find it cathartic to talk about loss or would i rather not talk about it i really like talking about it when the time is right i think that it's very important I used to be very shy about it. I used to really not want to be talking about it. And I think that might be because of, like, I didn't want to be viewed as differently. But as I've grown up, I've really found that I am someone who really likes to talk about it. And I am someone kind of who mentions it when, like, I can. Like, on Tishabov, like, uh, one year in camp, I got up and I spoke about it in front of my holy doll. And, like, that was something huge because like that was something I never did before and then after like I really liked it like I was just like happy that I did it um and I find obviously that people like really support me when I talk about it and like are really interested like lately like my friends have been asking me like a lot of questions about it um so I really like talking about it in the right time um the next question is my what's my relationship with my mom and my brother since it's been like since I lost my dad so, um, as I said, I have a twin brother, and we're, like, actually, like, best friends, like, <laughs> not in public, but, like, like I'll be like, Rafael, and he'll be like, I mean, I get away from me, but at home, like, we're very, very, very close, and I really think that is because, look, family is a huge deal for my family, it was for my dad, um, and we're all so close, thank God, like, extended family. But I really think that me and my brother, like, got so much closer because of our dad, because we lost our dad. I have an amazing relationship with my mom. I love my mom very much. She's amazing. She's a superstar, like, actually a superstar. And the three of us, me and my mom and my brother, are very, very, very close, thank God. Um, our relationship is great. Obviously, no one's perfect, and people do fight. Um, about little things, but overall, like, amazing relationship, and one of which I would never trade anything for. Okay, the next question is coming from via Instagram. Those questions were basically, like, um, 
the people that I interviewed asked me the questions. So these are some questions that um, people ask me on Instagram. And then I'm going to, and then there are three questions that I asked the people who are interviewed to ask, to ask like to choose one of those questions to ask to ask me that they answered and then i wanted to answer it also so they picked one that they answered to ask me okay so the first question is did my experience with loss influence how my career goal my career goals and if so how so i'm a senior in high school i don't really know completely like what i want to do yet i think i want to like i know i know i want to be a teacher i'm not really sure for like what age yet um but like my dad um like majored got a degree in education so like so like I think that might be why I'm also interested in education but also like kind of just like helping people I love helping people and I think that I love helping people like I've always loved helping people but again I probably love helping people because I lost my dad at such a young age. So, yes, I think that my experience with loss did influence my career goal. Um, do I think that losing a parent makes a difference in teenage life? Yes, for sure. I think that it depends, like, when you lose the parent. You know, there's someone on this podcast that lost their, their dad when they were 17 years old and a senior in high school. And I'm sure that that losing her dad influenced her whole high school experience but for me um I would say that it did influence my like it did affect my my teenage years but at the same time like when I started high school my dad was already gone for six years is that true wait second wait it's been 10 years six years wow that seems like nothing no it doesn't actually but whatever okay like my dad has already been gone for six years so that was like already like a really long time and like i would say that obviously my dad dying influenced more like my lower school middle school years but in terms of like my teenage years like I used to be like scared of my friends' dads. Like I, like I just like got very uncomfortable around them. One time, a few months after my dad died, one of like my really close friends at the time had a pool party, like a hot tub party, and also like it was weird because I was like in the year of mourning and I wasn't really allowed to go to parties, but like I was little, so I did. And I remember that like going places for me was really difficult after my dad died um like my separation anxiety got a lot worse um but I remember this so we were in like we were gonna go in the hot tub and then I saw my friend's dad and it was really weird and I remember I called my mom and I was like I can't be here like I need to I need to come home like I need to be with you like I can't like I can't see other dads right now like and yeah so that definitely like influenced it but in height like in my teenage years like i've actually become like friends with my friend's dad um so it's interesting that switch but yes it definitely did influence my teenage years um just like my sensitivity the things that like i surround myself with like the people i surround myself with my relationship with other like people's dads um yeah how can the community deal with this in a more comforting way for the kids? I think that like specifically like my community has been great. I think that 
I don't know if I, I don't know like if where you live like your community doesn't doesn't treat the kids well or doesn't have the most support for for the for children but I think that my community is rock stars and my school and my school and my camp like rock stars and I'm like very grateful for that so I can't really answer that because I feel that my community did an amazing job obviously like key the key is to be comforting and to not put yourself first and to put those kids first and really see like what they want I know that like sometimes like with school like we had a death and mourning thing this year for senior year and there are four kids, uh, me, four kids who lost parents. Um, one kid lost his mom this year, and then me and my brother and another girl. Um, and we had a death and mourning thing, and it was very weird because no one said anything to me. Um, and I was like, how the heck am I supposed to be, like, sitting through this? Like, I literally, like, cannot sit through this. Um who do you think I am that like my dad died and even though he died 10 years ago like I still can't sit some through something like this so I wound up emailing my principal and like being like no offense but like I can't really sit through this um or like I would like to be spoken to about this before I just like am hit with it and he was very like comforting after that and he's like obviously like, you don't have to come if you don't have if you don't want to come if you don't get comfortable but I think like more things like that could really help just like just like being extra sensitive to these kids and like knowing that like things are not hard not easy to talk about and even if you don't talk about like that specific death like any death is really hard to talk about like i remember in sr academy like yom hazi karon yom ha yom ha shawa like it was just like i would always be spoken to like if you can't do this like we're here for you and that had nothing to do with my dad it just has to do with death um so definitely be sensitive um so i missed this question earlier but does this podcast make it harder or easier to deal with loss i think both i think harder because it's kind of like when i recorded the first podcast with joe like i when i got home that day like i kind of was reliving it i was kind of reliving my loss which is like really hard but um in a way it makes it easier because you're talking about it and talking about it, like I cannot stress this enough is like one of the most important things um and when you're listening to this you might feel that you're reliving it and you also might feel that it's so good to hear someone else talk about this so I would say both okay now for the final three questions these questions came from the people I interviewed based on the questions I asked them they wanted to ask it to me okay so let's start um what does the letter S mean to me? So this podcast is called the letter S because of the S in the letter, the S in the word parents. And clearly the letter S means something to me because I chose this name of this podcast. The letter S to me is just kind of like a reminder of what I don't have. And every time someone has like the slip of the tongue, like and says like parents instead of parent, it's just like a reminder of what I don't have. But at the same time, after doing this podcast, I realized that the letter S is a connection. So it's a beautiful thing because it's a connection. And it's also like a tragic thing because it's a reminder of what I don't have. My next question is, 
what kind of role do I think this played in my life? This tragedy played in my life. A huge one. Every single thing that I do now, I feel that I am the person I am today because of my tragedy. I think that I am doing this, well, obviously I'm doing this podcast because of my tragedy. But I think that, like, the reason that I love Chesed so much and the reason that I'm, like, running the High Lifeline Club at SAR is because of my tragedy. I think that I'm I'm who I am because of my tragedy, and I really don't know who I would be without it. And I think that I'm a leader because of my tragedy. I think that I'm a little overly sensitive because of my tragedy. And I think that I care so much about each and every person because of my tragedy. I also think I'm a little more anxious because of my tragedy. So as you tell, like good things and bad things came from the tragedy. Good things and bad things since my development came as a tragedy. But I really believe I am who I am because of my tragedy so the last question is um like as I leave for Israel how do I feel about leaving my mom um it's definitely really difficult it's really really difficult and I'm really excited to go to Israel next year but I'm also like really really nervous and I love my mom and we're so close And kind of every time I leave her, like, I get really anxious. I've always been anxious about, like, something else happening in my family, like, just a member of my family because of my dad passing away at a young age. So I definitely am, like, really nervous. Um, Kind of how I deal with this nervousness is talk to my mom about it and realize that she really wants me to go and it's not really an option not to go at this point and really know that she is okay and that if I were to ever hold myself back because of my concern for her she would be really upset and also like just knowing that like I really want to go to Israel like that is something that I haven't always wanted to do but recently like in the in the high school like I've really wanted to do and I know that if she knew how badly I would want to do something and then I didn't do it because of her, she'd be so upset and she wouldn't let me do that. And also, like, my dad was a huge Zionist and I know how important going to Israel is for him. Like, me going to Israel is for him. So that's kind of how I deal with it. But I am very nervous and I know that as much as I try to deal with it, like, I'm always going to be nervous about it until it happens. And then the second I get on the plane, like, it's going to be okay. But right now it seems, like, so scary. But I also know that it's going to be amazing. And that's how I deal with that. Thank you so, so, so much, everyone, for submitting questions, for listening to this. It means so much to me that you've subscribed, if not literally, figuratively, to listening to this podcast. And I really appreciate all of you. I would love to hear your feedback. And I hope you have a great day.